Welcome back to Duskwall. As always, thank you for joining us. To quote the ancient podcasting proverb, please leave us a review on iTunes if you haven't yet. There's a lot of announcements in this episode, so stick with us. First, we are now on Spotify, so if you want to listen to us there, check that out. Second, I was recently interviewed on both Tales from the Fandom and I Am Here. If you want to hear how I got into RPGs, other game systems that I like, and more about my GMing style, check them out. I'll link to both those interviews in the notes. Third, Minna and I will be at Gen Con in Indianapolis this August. If you're going, let us know. We'd love to meet some fans. Fourth, Blair will not be appearing in this episode. But we do have our very first special guest, Chris, a.k.a. Waffles. They're a longtime friend and a great artist. Our Twitter followers might have seen some of their Blades-themed tarot cards a few months ago. They can be heard on Mouse Guardians and on the soon-to-be-released Ironhides podcasts. You can follow them on Twitter at Mahafe. I'll link to all of their things in the show notes. Next, Madge is going to tell us about this episode's featured organization. Hey everyone, we know that last episode we featured Unidos for our featured charity for the month, but that was also the week that the news about Donald Trump's immigration policy uh, started taking place. So instead of Unidos this month, for the rest of the month, we're going to ask that you go to fivecalls.org and start reaching out to uh, your representatives because while the executive order might have quote-unquote halted separations, a lot is still left to be done. The over 2,000 children who were separated from their families um, still don't have a plan to be reunited. There's so much that still needs to be done. There's families who are being held indefinitely in camps, uh, and the best way to combat this is going to be calling your representatives and making your voice heard. Without calling, without getting in contact with people, the politicians aren't going to change anything. Uh, we're a big, big proponent of political action on this show. I don't think we've ever shied away from that, and I extremely suggest that you go to fivecalls.org. We'll put the link in the show notes. Thank you. If you're in the United States, please call your representatives. I'll link to both Five Calls and Unidos in the show notes. In addition, this episode is being released on June 26th, 2018. This coming Saturday, June 30th, there will be rallies and protests all across the United States in opposition to the horrific acts that have been perpetrated against refugees and immigrants coming to our country. If you are able, please, please find a protest near you and attend. The more voices we can raise in outrage against this, the more pressure lawmakers will feel to make changes. Now then, let's get started, shall we? So I think the, the first thing to address in the, the few days after your last score, where you raided the Aruvian embassy, and things, things were not great. How long is Finn gone, and when does, she, when does she get back? I feel like it isn't just like, oh, she's gone for a day and a half and it's fine. Because <laughs> uh, she took trauma. I feel like she's gone for at least a week. Oh, dear. Long enough that there, everyone else is starting to worry. Yeah. Or is more than starting to worry, is, yeah. is well into worry. Or fretting. So, yeah, what, what happens when you, you do finally come back? She probably comes back in the middle of the night, and then in the morning, she's at breakfast, like nothing happened. 
okay, so I, we've established that Myra is early for breakfast. So I think when Finn comes out, Myra's like, Finn! Hey. Uh, okay, that's that's how we're doing this. You were gone for a week. Yeah. No notice. Yep. I had stuff I needed to work out. Okay, you're part of a crew? We were worried. We thought you were maybe an iron hook, or held by the blue coats, or I don't know, dead in a ditch somewhere. Who knows? I was at the pits. You know, where I go. Understandable. I kind of wish you'd let us know. That's all I'm saying. You guys could have come. Didn't say stay away or anything. We didn't know that's where you were. After, like, three days, we kind of figured that wasn't the case. Well, I'm back now. Okay. I'm glad you're okay. Or uh, alive is what I meant. Yeah, how's Blair? Just still got that foot propped up. Shit. Bones don't heal in a week. I... Everything okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Alright, uh, let me make you that breakfast then. <laughs> so, I think Finn is back for... A couple days, things kind of settle back into normal. Blair is mostly keeping to her room. She'll kind of hobble into the kitchen to get food every now and then, but she just seems pretty withdrawn, kind of buried in her books, sort of dealing with the whole broken leg situation. The, the three of you who are not limping around start thinking about what the next score is going to be. And I... Would assume, as per usual, you guys head on down to the, the hound's pod. Hold on, hold on. Important detail we're missing. Where did we leave Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> Do you put him in Blair's room to, to keep her company? Yes, 100%. <laughs> Kevin is by Blair's bedside. So Kevin is is left in Blair's room to keep her company while the three of you head out. You make your way into Night Market down to the, the hound's paw. I think it's kind of early afternoon at this point. There's a fog rolling in from the sea. It's just sort of a an especially gloomy day. And as a result, there's not a lot of people in, in the hound's paw at this point. Rigney's just hanging out at the bar, absently cleaning some glasses. There's a couple people at different tables. But he, Rigney perks up a bit when he, he sees you guys come in. He's, oh, hey, uh, How's, uh, how's it going? You're, hmm, you're short one. Where's Blair? She's got her feet up. Is she okay? She will be. Uh, she caught a broken leg in the last score. Oh. Hmm, damn. Well, you know what, I'll, uh, later on, whenever you guys are heading back to wherever you live, I'll, I know she really likes the tea that I make here. I'll make up some you can take back to her. Oh, thank you. Yeah, she'll really enjoy that. He just kind of nods looking like very somber and worried and it's like, well, uh he like shakes his head to clear it a little bit and glad the three of you stopped in. There's um somebody who's been waiting here to talk to you and points over to one of the few occupied tables uh, where you see a Taikurosi woman in Sirwal-styled pants and just, like, layered shirts. Her hair looks like it was just, like, in water. Uh, she's got, like, clear white eyes and 
a bit of a smooshed face. She looks kind of like a sea lion, if a sea lion were a person. Aww. Yeah, and he, you know, nods to, to her and says, yeah, she uh, came in here, said uh, somebody named Sawtooth sent her to talk to you about something or other. I, honestly, I feel like the less I know about what you get up to, the better off I am. Smart man. I have a giant plate of uh, squid bits. I think Seeks notices you guys talking and she like waves with a mouthful of food. And just, mm. It's like, I'll uh, bring over your drinks. Ah, a direct visitor. It's been a warm moment since that happened. So you guys all sit down. I think she pushes the tray of squid bits towards you guys. Oh, thank you. I'm good. I shall abstain. So what does old Sawtooth need from us? Well, the Sawtooth is out of supplies. Oh. And he's overcharging. But mostly he's out of supplies. And my crew is uh, injured, which is like a weekly occurrence. I do believe we can sympathize. <laughs> and normally I go to Sawtooth because he always buys too much and then forgets to sell it. But now he's been robbed and I have no medicine. And he said to come to you. So what he's looking for is for us to get him some supplies? Well, I want you to get me supplies. Oh. I don't care about Sawtooth. Fair. Um. <laughs> I, th I think she like leans across the table and goes, he overcharges everyone. And then leans back. <laughs> I think he pays that premium for silence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, will any supplies do, or do you wish us to take back what was stolen? Any ones will do, but, uh, you know, I don't have any of the documents or licenses to purchase things. Hmm, I see. Now, we do not require a license, but uh, we do charge for these things, you understand. Oh, yes. I figured I don't have much. So one second. And I think she takes her bag and dumps it out on the table. And you get like a thing of brass knuckles and two hand grenades and some fruit, like some glow fruit Ooh. that she stole from the other side of town and a little lockbox filled with like coin. I've got this. The worth of it all comes out to roughly two coin. Hmm. And I've got the list. Of people you could rob. These are all people who sell the kind of thing that you're looking for? Mm-hmm. Uh, these two are fronts for drug operations, and this one uh, is... I don't know. What, what's the last one? <laughs> what do we think? <laughs> A private doctor who exclusively works with the wealthy. Wait, so this list is people we can get the things from, or this is a list... That's part of the reward. Oh, no, this is the footwork. Oh, okay. Harris calls it footwork. I think that's what it's called. All right. All right. So the deal is two coin and the footwork already done. And uh, she th thinks, um, mm, is that enough? Do I need more? That's very helpful. <laughs> Would you be coming with us? I can help. I am entirely capable. Uh, she, she kind of. Pulls Mira aside a bit and says, I'm a bit leery of bringing her along on the operation. Mm, I think it's best to check the footwork before we assume that these are 
going to be viable places to rob. Indeed. Maybe watch a couple of them, see how she does while she's watching with us. Sure. A a test, then. And I feel like while they're off whispering, (laughs) Finn is just poking at the squid bits. (laughs) They're really tasty. Well, I already had breakfast. So you said you're smugglers? Your group is made of smugglers? We don't smuggle things. Okay. We mostly get into fights. What is it you really do? Oh, what kind of fights? Uh, Soroja will find something she doesn't like, and then suddenly we are embroiled in a bunch of trouble. (laughs) I think that sounds really cool. I mean, it's pretty fun. Yeah. But then I have to patch them up because they get all scuffed up. I am familiar with being the person patched up. Oh, I mean, I, I can patch people up. I yeah. have all the all the cool tools. I stole them. <laughs> <laughs> I won't judge you for that. I've stolen plenty of things before. She nods. How much do you charge? Um, what am I fixing? She she's gonna go th- she's gonna go through whatever you say and just like she's going to name off like the price of supplies and then mm-hmm. nothing else because she doesn't understand how business works. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! So it is, it is considerably cheaper than what Sawtooth charges you. Alright. And I have one more question. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with people coming to you a lot? Mm-hmm. And you won't roll your eyes and make snide remarks about how they're still getting hurt? Well, that seems very mean. If they're hurt, they need happiness. Yeah! Yeah! They do! And people who don't give them happiness are rude. I like you. Are we talking about Sawtooth again? Yes, we are. He, he is very rude. Yeah. So, what is what is the plan here? I do believe we will undertake this task. However, we would appreciate it if you were to join us on a bit of scouting. Think of it as a as a trial run, and then we will proceed as necessary. She nods. Right, let's take a look at the list then. The first person on your list is Colburn Pharmaceuticals. Similarly, there is Dr. Slane, works in Crow's Foot. The last name on the list, though, I think actually all three of you recognize. Dr. Elias Hagen. The, the name you, you all sort of recognize from the places where you grew up. You've seen flyers with this guy's name on it um, or have heard rumors. He tends to recruit people for sort of like medical tests or experiments. There's an offer of good pay. Majority of people come back. What happens when they come back? You're not real sure. You know, you'd hear like, oh, my friend's cousin went and spent a week at his clinic and then came back with a whole purse full of coin you know you you don't really know the specific details but Mm -hmm. he's been doing this for about a decade yeah so what do we know about what he does with his experience like what is it for medical research of some kind i had to deal with people like getting extorted where where i was growing up so what i have dealt with like more people who were going to him because they needed the money 
Yeah, you you did know some people a little more directly who volunteered for these experiments. Some of them came back and were fine. Mm -hmm. Some of them came back and got sick and then got better. Some of them, maybe a quarter of the people who you kind of heard this about, came back, got sick, and did not get better. And, you know, either have some kind of chronic health condition or they died. When she notices his name, she's going to get quiet for a while. And then if we could hit him first, that would be really good. Indeed. I do believe we have a philosophically and ethically appropriate target. Mm-hmm. Those are really big words. I think I will hit um, popular cafes and the like and start up conversations about him amongst the wealthy. Okay. So are we specifically trying to find out about what he does or about how to get into his place? So thanks to the information that Seeks got you, you do know his clinic is in Charter Hall, but it's very close to one of the bridges that connects to Coleridge. Easy walking distance for the people he's recruiting. I just like to scope out the clinic itself, see like if I can find out things about security. Okay. Finn will go with if you're okay with that. Yeah, totally. Do you want to bring Seeks along on that as well? Sure. Let's start with the three of you. The The clinic is a fairly unassuming, very square, three-story building. Not a lot of windows. There's a handful on the first floor and none on the second and third. And there are a couple guards standing outside the door. And that's the only, like, way in. This is just kind of like as, as you guys first approach, that's what you're able to see to, to get more specific details about alternate entrances, things like that. You can each do separate gather information checks to sort of learn stuff about building or the area or what have you. All right. So I guess before I roll, first question is, is there water nearby? It's it's pretty close to one of the, the major canals because it's basically like you cross the bridge from Coleridge and then it's like right there on the corner. So uh, I guess I'm going to go see if there are any like secret entrances for boats and stuff. Okay. Go ahead and roll Prowl to sneak on down there. I think I take one of my new friends down to like an alleyway that goes into the canals, and I hand them my bag, and then I hand them my pants, and I jump in the water. <laughs> I'm just, I'm picturing Myra standing there holding the pants like, what do I do with these? Ah, <laughs> uh, four. Yeah, you, you hop down into the, into the river. And there, there is indeed a dock there. It's a very simple dock. It's like some wooden slats, a place to tie up a boat, and then stairs. And based on like the angle of the stairs and the position of the building, you're pretty sure it heads up into the clinic. Okay. And I assume that that door is either locked or guarded or what? If you climb up onto the dock, you can go a little bit up the stairs and you're able to see there is light coming down from the top and you can kind of see shadows moving up there. So it shadows like people are, are moving around. Mm -hmm. So there's people up there. Okay. So I will return and just like stick my head out of the water. And there's a back door. Is it guarded? I mean, yeah. But it's probably less guarded and we can use it as a better getaway because the cops will come from the streets. They always come from the streets. 
Okay. So that that is what Seeks has learned, and presumably she eventually gets out of the water and reclaims her pants. Yeah, at this point, Myra holds out her pants like, do you, do you want these back? <laughs> and she takes her pants. So, Finn, Myra, hmm. what do you guys want to do? So how do the supplies get in there? That's, that's, that's a rhetorical question, and I know you're not going to answer this right now, but I would like to find out how the supplies get into that thing, and maybe... I can use that way to get into the clinic. So how how do you want to go about learning that information? I think Myra's going to express interest. Like, I don't know. Who would I ask? I guess I would approach. Is there like a secretary? You don't know. You're not. You haven't gotten inside. No, the no, no. I, I think she's going to walk up to the guards. Oh, okay. Hello. Good afternoon. Hello, ma'am. Uh, what can I do for you? Are you here for uh, volunteering? Uh, I was actually wondering if there's a way I could get a meeting with whoever sees to the supplies here. Uh, at this point, you are going to have to make a roll. I think it's going to be a... Is it a consort or a sway? I don't know. How do you want to approach it? I mean, I'm being friendly, but I'm not being honest. And I'm probably going to be making a sales pitch. So it's probably sway, unfortunately. It's probably sway. I have a six. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the guard kind of looks you up and is like, uh, I don't... Looks at the other guard, just shrugs silently... I don't really know who handles supplies. I guess you can head on inside and ask Cora. She might, she might know. Here, he opens up the the door and you, you like just kind of ushers you inside. And the first room that you enter is a waiting room. The walls were at one point white. They're kind of that sad, dingy, off-white now. There's a number of sort of uncomfortable-looking chairs, a handful of people sitting in them, just kind of waiting around. And then towards the other side of the room, sitting at a large desk, is a woman in probably her mid-50s, with her hair like pulled back in a bun, just sort of like scribbling in a ledger, and uh, glances up and is like, uh, your name, and uh, what are you volunteering for, honey? Oh, I'm not volunteering. I was hoping I could get, t- I could talk to whoever handles the supplies for Dr. Hagen. And she kind of looks a little confused, like, uh, well, I handle most of the, the supply ordering for him. Uh, Wonderful. You're exactly you- who I wanted to speak to then. And like, since you're suddenly like brightening, she's kind of smiles back. And it's like, well, uh, Sure. Uh, who, uh, who are you? What, what, can I, what can I help you with? My name is Thena Hellis. I've started a new business. We're looking to expand our, our customer base. We provide supplies to the medical community of Duskwall. Oh, you must be awfully new. I've, I've never heard of you before. Oh, see, we're still just putting out feelers for who we want to take on as clients. I see. Um, all right, well, uh, I mean, I don't think we're necessarily looking to bring on anyone new but um i mean i i there's any uh, might be able to answer some questions yeah or... it was actually if, if you're not interested in working with us it'd be great if we could you know do some kind of talk about how this works how you guys because we're looking to break into a similar similar environment to yours we want to provide things low cost to people who are working with the not so well off in the city dr hagen's a very generous man like that well, I don't, I don't think the audience necessarily cares about the informational interview that Myra then embarks on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they, they chat for a bit. Cora is is very friendly and helpful. You you get the sense as you talk to her that she's, like, kind of bored out of her mind. <laughs> yeah, I want to ask her about, like, the work he does. 
He he does a lot of research um, on on medicine and anatomy and is trying to understand how these infections that that break out in some of the poorer areas of the city spread. I think Myra's going to break in there. Oh, does he work during those plague outbreaks? You know, he, he's not really able to to get in there and treat people directly. His skills are best used in working on uh, developing cures and, and medicines and things like that, you know. So when those sort of things have happened, he usually works with some of his colleagues over at Charter Hall to uh, get as much knowledge as they can and, and make some treatments to help end the plague more quickly. Oh, it's really good that Finn isn't there. <laughs> I mean, it's real. It's not great that Myra's there. <laughs> she has a pasted-on smile, so I think she's keeping herself together. She asks a few more light questions and then she leaves. Okay, that is what you learn. Myra gets outside. She's like, "Yeah, I, I would feel absolutely no iota of regret for anything to do with this guy. He sucks." <laughs> yeah. So Finn, what do you want to investigate? Picturing like she hears about how far Myra gets, and so to get further, it seems like we're gonna have to go with Minna's idea of actually signing up. Oh, and shit. since Finn is like pretty obviously from one of those less well off areas, she's gonna go in. It's fine. <laughs> okay. She will head in and head up to the desk. Oh, hello there. Are you here to uh, volunteer? Yeah, yeah, I'm here to volunteer. All right, and was there a, a particular study you were interested in? Um, no, not exactly. I was sort of... I I have a family back home, and I want to be able to get back to them as soon as possible, so I was wondering if there was, like, a system where I could, like, see what I would be going through, and then if it's not for me, I can back out. Unfortunately, with some of the potential for exposure, we do need to keep everybody kind of in a contained environment once they head back. Okay. Uh, just so that we don't cause any outbreaks. There are experiments we do that are only, like, three or four days. Okay. How many people do you take back at once? Uh, I think at this point you'll need to yeah. do a roll. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's, that's fishing for information that is a little non-standard. Uh, I got a six. She's already been kind of warmed up to be chatty. <laughs> She's like, well, uh, you know, it depends on kind of how many people we need. Uh, some of the, the smaller studies, it's maybe 20 people. Do you take them all at once? Usually, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, we're waiting for, we, we've been told to expect another few more. I thought you were going to be one of them. Well, you're in luck, because I am. All right. Uh, yeah, we're just waiting for, I think, well, there's you, and then, and she kind of like leans past you to count the people in the waiting room. I, I think just a couple more after you. All right. So she's just going to take a seat. <laughs> Are you gonna are you gonna hang out until Yeah <laughs> Okay. You sit down, like there's a chair between you and this guy who looks like he's you're guessing thirties, but he looks old for his age. Yeah, time hasn't been easy on him. Yeah, the the characteristic he's got like cracked hand like cracked skin on his hands, the coal dust is just caked under his fingernails, probably never comes out. He kinda notices you 
First time? Yeah. Um, my family's sick, so we need the money. Yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, dad and older brother have been in the mines and they got the black lung happening, so <sighs> make better money, uh, spending a week in here than, uh, a month down in the hole, so. Yeah, I completely understand. I'm, my parents are fishermen, so. Hmm. I wouldn't be too nervous about it. It's You'll feel like uh, shit for a few days, but uh, this Hagen guy's got some pretty clever tricks. Uh, usually gets you set back up, feeling pretty good. Does he come in and do the work himself? Sometimes. He usually shows up to like talk to everybody as a group when you first get brought back. Gives this whole speech about contributing to medical science, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I tune him out. But he's mostly got some uh, nurses and a couple other doctors. I think some of the students from one of the schools up there helping out. Yeah, she's going to sort of look him over again. So you said your brother and your dad worked in the mines. How old are you? About, he has to think for a second, 26. Huh. Well. Yeah, yeah, I know. I didn't mean to be offensive or anything. Ah, it happens. Yeah. He just kind of shrugs. He doesn't seem like he's upset about it. Yeah. Was it because of one of the things they did to you, or is it just the mines? Eh, it's just the work, the life. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, you know how it is. Can't imagine it's uh, a lot more pleasant up on the docks. Not really. Yeah. Between actually going out on the on the sea and dealing with whatever gang decides to roll in on the docks, it's not great. Yeah. You you chat with this guy for a while, about an hour passes and nobody else has come in. At that point she's gonna brush her hands off on her trousers and be like, Listen, I thought this was gonna be real quick in and out, but I can't leave my family alone. One of my brothers is like two. Oof. Can you save my spot? Uh, I mean, I'll I'll try. You know, it's they kind of do it first come, first serve, you know? Yeah, yeah, I totally understand. But like I said, I can't leave them alone for too long. Yeah. All right, well, good luck. Thanks. Yeah, see you. Head back out. Yeah. Well, the, the other three are learning all kinds of fun and exciting things about Dr. Hagen and his quote-unquote generosity. Mm-hmm. Minx heads up to, once again, chat up the nobility. Right. Yeah, you, you go, and it's it's a one of the cafes that you have visited multiple times before. There's a few of the regulars who recognize you and are, are happy to see you when you come in. Mm-hmm. What kind of questions are you asking as you sort of steer the conversation around to, to Dr. Hagen? I will have an annoying cousin who is sick, and we're not satisfied with our current physician, and are looking for someone perhaps a bit more up to the standard. Okay. The the recommendation that you get almost universally is that you, you must see Dr. Hagen. At one point, you get cornered by this, this old woman who, who like tearfully tells you that she has a daughter 
who is is just about your age, and you know she had a, a really difficult pregnancy, and Dr. Hagen just you know spent so much time with her, caring for her, and was there through the the whole. 20 hours of, of labor and made sure that both her and, and the child were fine. And you like managed to extricate yourself before she starts <laughs> pulling out the like sketched portraits of her grandchild. <laughs> the wallet size sketch portraits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the wealthy of the city have nothing but good things to say about, about him. Just so we know who we might be pissing off. I'm I'm not going to make Ree come up with more names on the spot, but I want to remember some of the names of people who seem pretty attached to him. Yeah, a lot of these are people who you've you've chatted with previously. So yeah, you're able to be like, okay, this person, this person, and and keep track of that. Anything else that you want to ask about him? So I'm all set there. Okay, so so you guys all get back together, share your info. What are you guys thinking in terms of of planning here? Do we wish to attempt a nighttime operation and deal with the security or lure people off during the day and make our escape? Honestly, getting in is going to be way easier during the day. All right. Because if we pretend that we're interested in a trial, Uh we can get in, knock everyone out, take what we need and leave. That makes an amount of sense. Do we know where the supplies are within the building? Oh, yeah. Okay. Between Myra's conversation and Finn's conversation, you guys have a pretty good idea of, of where stuff is stored. All right. We can this, make a pretty good guess. Th- this seems like a by-the-book by the deception operation, then. Good work, everyone. Your, your plan is deception, and your method of deception is pretending to be volunteers for medical experiments. Yep. There's no way this will go wrong. Mm -hmm. Seek looks incredibly nervous. Seeks, you're welcome not to come in if you don't want to. You can always wait in the canal. It might be helpful to have somebody on the outside. Mm -hmm. I can bring a boat, but what if you need grenades? Fair point. I think if we need grenades inside the building, then things are already irretrievable. Mm. Do you sneak into places a lot? Sort of. We get caught a lot. We don't get caught as often. We'll be okay. Okay. You are welcome to whatever you would like to do. I'm just offering you the out if you would like it. Honestly, we could play it how two of us go in and two of us stay out, because no offense, Mings, but you don't come off as someone who would volunteer to be experimented on for money. I think you've worked very hard not to come off that way. I think it's a compliment to you. (laughs) We can secure the back door. Indeed. Alright, so let's do the engagement roll. And I got a six. So it is going to be a controlled position starting off. So Myra, as like Finn walks through the door first, and Myra, as you're walking in, you realize, oh god, I just spent an hour yesterday talking to this woman. She's going to recognize me. There's a totally different person sitting at the desk. (sighs) The two of you get checked in with no problem. You're like among the last ones to to get in for this particular experiment block. Looks like this is one that has about 20-ish people. Last person shows up and you're all ushered back through this big, heavy steel door that once you're inside kind of clangs shut in a very prison-like way and basically kind of get 
herded into another sort of large room with some doors and hallways going off of it. There's there's a few people around in long coats and aprons and sort of as as you're all herded in, there's uh, a man up at the the front of the room who's holding sort of a, a sheaf of papers and Ah, good. Uh, welcome. I am uh, Dr. Elias Hagen. Thank you all for volunteering today. You are doing a great service for not only Duskfall, but for the Empire as a whole. And he goes on and on and on. I mean, I think Myra's listening. I think she just doesn't like it. Yeah, yeah. It's just a lot about noble sacrifice and betterment of humanity and scientific advancement and all that stuff. He finishes his speech, he leaves, some of the nurses and doctors start kind of guiding people off towards specific doors, and there's a bit of an opportunity where nobody's really paying attention to the two of you. It's going to be a, a controlled opportunity to try to slip away. Do we want to do a group action? Yes. Uh, I can take point. So I think what it looks like is you kind of grab Myra's sleeve, and then we're going to take this opportunity. Uh, what was a what would a devil's bargain look like for this one? The guy that you saw the other day is here, and he recognizes you. Okay. What about for Myra? Uh, I wanted to have something. I almost want to apply like a masks type condition of like you are just super super angry about this whole situation. <laughs> so I'm less good at like my social shit. <laughs> I think so. I think that's what I'm going to go I with. I kind you're, of enjoy that. Yeah, I think that's going to be the devil's bargain is that you're, yeah. you'll get a bonus die now, but you're going to be at, I'm going to say you're going to be at reduced effect for social stuff for the rest of the score. Fuck yes, I'm doing it. Okay. Okay, I got a five. Okay. I got a three. <laughs> three. <laughs> okay, so Finn, you're going to take a point of stress since you're leading. I, I know what the consequence is, but it hasn't quite landed yet. Okay. But you you two are able to slip away down a hallway that you know will lead you to the basement. So you're going to start heading through the halls. Let's jump over to the, the dock crew. Are, is, is the plan for Minx and Seeks to just kind of like hang out there and wait with a boat? Or do you two want to come in the back door going in the back door because i've got all these cool toys and i want to use them <laughs> i figure i borrow a boat oh we like put all the extra gear in like a crate that way it doesn't look suspicious as we're sailing down the canals yeah you're at the dock looking up the stairs you can see there's uh, electric lights up at the top some shadows moving we know that there is a guard yes there's at least one guard you're not sure how many are up there okay can we do the old throw a rock to distract them? <laughs> right, like, I just want to distract them so, like, we can come up from behind and knock them out and not just, like, charge at them and give them a chance. We could hide in the shadows and do something silly, like yell out, Help! I am all alone down here, and my clothes are all ruined, and I cannot wear them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's also an option. And I have all of these drugs here, which I can put on their faces. Oh, that's good. That's good, because I'm out of the drug that I put on people's faces. Yeah, do you guys want to do this as a, a group check? Uh, can I just assist with, like, use the trans powder as an assist for their sway? Yeah, so you can do an assist 
and take one point of stress seeks. Mm-hmm. Minx, you're at a completely unnecessary 46. <laughs> you're probably going to critical this again. Oh, no, I didn't critical. I just got a six. What do you say to lure the guards down here? Okay, um, I'll, I'll make a bit of a scuffling sound and, I don't know, drop some things on the ground and uh, I'll, I'll adopt sort of an uncouth accent and just kind of go over the top with, Oh, God damn it, motherfucker. Can, can someone fucking... God damn it, I dropped it. Come on. And just sort of like jingle the vial around a little bit like I dropped some sort of box. So uh, you you hear footsteps come down the stairs, and there's a voice of everything all right down there. Yeah, I I just need a little help getting so, some of this. Throw the pockets hand. I assume I was specifically told not to murder anyone. I don't know if you were. Finn is a okay with you murdering. Myra's not. Well, I guess I guess the question is how often do crows fly above this place? Often enough that it wouldn't raise suspicion. Okay, cool. Uh, I, but I am just going to chloroform this guy and steal his pants. 6-6. Six, six. Okay, Yay! yeah. So you just <laughs> rise up from the shadows and slap the rag over his mouth, silently drag him away. Just as Seeks drags the guy out of view, the other guard comes down and is like, did you say you needed help? Yeah, I'm going to transpatter. I got a four. So I am going to give in to the temptation for slapstick for a moment. (laughs) The guy is coming down the stairs towards you. So he's above you when you throw the trance powder in his face. He gets a big, deep whiff of it. His eyes kind of go all glazy. He wobbles on his feet. And he pitches forward and just slams into you, Minx. And the two of you go tumbling down the stairs. Oh, no. (laughs) Minx, you're going to take level one harm, bruised, because you just boom down the stairs. I would like to resist it. Okay, it'll be with prowess. Uh, five. Five? Okay, so you'll take one point of stress, and you manage to kind of tuck and roll and twist this guy so that he takes the brunt of the, the damage on the steps. And, you know, your, your, hair, your hair is a bit must, but otherwise oh dear. you're fine. I was hoping to at least go some portion of the operation with with it still intact. But very well, let's press onward. So we should steal their uniforms? I mean, I think they'll recognize anyone inside, even if we're wearing the uniforms. But uh, they'll try and talk to us and figure out if we were changed guards, and then we can blow more transpowder in their faces. I do miss having transpowder. I should get on that. I hand her another vial of transpowder. <laughs> Very well, let's do it. So while the two of you are, are getting changed into the uniforms, we will cut back up to Finn and Myra, who are creeping down a hallway that is lined with doors. It's kind of eerily quiet, so you're very clearly able to hear two things. One, from a door a little ways down the hallway, muffled crying. And two, footsteps coming up behind you. Uh, can I glance over my shoulder? You can. Finn, which direction do you look? I'm looking towards the crying. Okay. Amira, you glance over your shoulder, and there's a man who looks vaguely familiar. Um, you might have seen him in the waiting room yesterday or today. It's the, it's the same guy that Finn saw and oh, talked okay. to a whole bunch. <laughs> He's following you guys. And when you look back, he gives you a, a like hesitant wave and comes over and is like, which, which room did you get assigned to? I think we were in the same group. 
he he sees Finn and like kind of gives you a, a a wave and like hey uh, glad glad you were able to make it in. Yeah, yeah. Uh which room did we get assigned to? You guys didn't actually get assigned to a room. You left. I know. I'm asking were... that to Myra. Oh, <laughs> oh. Seemed convincing. Myra's yeah. looking very tense and unsure. A little bit unsure what to do with this situation because she just got jerked in a very different direction than expected. Uh, are there like numbers on these doors and such, such that I can like? Oh, what number is the the crying room? Yeah, yeah. One thirty-four. Uh, one thirty-four, right there. Here, you got to us just in time. Do I need to lie? Oh yeah. I need to roll sway <laughs> or something. Probably. Yeah. Can I assist? Yes. Yeah. If you want to take a point of stress, uh, you can give her an extra die. Yeah. Well, four, but I'm at reduced effect because it's social. So he kind of frowns at you and he's like, well, these are all, I mean, these are all the individual rooms and I think it sounds like somebody's in there already. You must have gotten something mixed up. We should probably head back and and get to the right spot. Yeah. You start heading back. We'll be right behind you. I, I, so I think he kind of eyes you a little bit and then is like, okay, yeah, let's, uh, let's go. And like, he turns around and starts walking away. Okay. Um, I'm gonna. <laughs> You're gonna oh, attack a, an impoverished coal miner, aren't you? Shut up. <laughs> I have no a thing that I could do. If you recall, I have a vial of sleep essence, and I could soak a handkerchief in it and sneak up on him. If you Can don't want to do be that? too violent, Can we please do that? Okay, I, I was right. gonna do that before you did anything rash. So I think that Myra is going to follow him closely <laughs> and kind of grab his arm. Uh, yeah. I think she's just gonna slap a handkerchief over his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're gonna need to to make a roll. Okay. Uh. Oh fuck. Do I really have nothing in skirmish? Why did I do this to myself? <laughs> okay. I'm gonna push myself. You could also, since you are ambushing him a little bit, if you wanted to do prowl. Prowl would also be effective. Uh. It's a two. You try to slap this thing onto his face but you're not quite quick enough about it and he slaps your arm away and then goes what the hell are you doing shh, shh, shh. a door slams open at the end of the hall this man just touched me he's stalking us there, there's a doctor and then like a nurse or an orderly behind and they kind of come rushing down and are like what are any of you doing here? None of, no one in this experiment is supposed to be in this area. And like, they kind oh, of like separate no. all of you and are like, what is going on? What I are you doing? I was just looking for a washroom. I haven't been feeling well. I was going with her. They look at the guy and he's like, I thought that they were heading towards their assignment. And then she tried to slap this and he like reaches down and picks up the handkerchief. She just tried to slap this on my face. I don't like being followed. We were raised in a very bad part of town. The doctor, like, takes the cloth and, like, can feel that it's wet and gives it a, a sniff and, like, kind of pulls back and is like, right, and pockets the handkerchief and turns to uh, the guy and is like, head back to the, the central room. You two come with us. And the orderly kind of swings in around behind the two of you. 
at first it seems like you're going the same direction back to that central room. And then before you go in, there's a sudden turn and you're heading off somewhere else. Where are we going? I think we need to have a discussion about your uh, eligibility for the program. No, I don't think any discussion is necessary. We're fine. We just needed a washroom. She's been feeling ill. Exactly. Your eligibility for the program. So why don't you just take us out and kick us out onto the street? And a second orderly comes up behind you. So there's now two people behind you and the doctor sort of leading the way. It's like, you just attacked... Another one of our patients with slumber essence. Which I use in self-defense. And the doctor kind of glances back over his shoulder and raises an eyebrow, which nobody from your part of town should be able to afford. That's a really big assumption about people from our part of town. And yet one that I feel perfectly fine making, given the number that I've seen. Prejudiced prick. It doesn't seem to be especially insulted. Dang it. <laughs> So I, I think we'll, you two are kind of just still being walked down a hall and we'll cut back over to Minx and Seeks who are now dressed in guard uniforms that, you know, mostly fit. Sleeves are a little bit long on Seeks. He rolled them up. Do we hear any sort of commotion when we come in? Well, so you, actually, if you're just stripping the guards, uh, you would be able to mm -hmm. get their keys. <laughs> yes. So you unlock the back door and, and step into the basement, which is kind of the same as the rest of the building. There's um, electroplasmic lights along the hall, gray paint on the walls, a few doors. The hallway curves off towards the end. You don't really see any stairs from where you're at. Oh, this place is really drab. Indeed. They should really hire someone for this. They could use my services in making this a much more pleasant experience. Do you do you see anything you need here, or shall we press on? I guess I will study the room. So there's a couple doors. The one closest to where you come in is it just says, like, guard station. And that one is unlocked, and it's just, like, a table and a couple chairs and, like some little like storage cubbies it looks like it's just where these guards kind of come and put their coats and mm -hmm. stuff and sit on their brakes or whatever there's a couple locked doors that are labeled as like linen storage and another is uniforms okay let, let's keep pressing on then this isn't going to be anything we want there is one door that kind of catches your attention because it's not labeled. The, the key ring that the guards have, they're able to get into most of the doors and you're able to like unlock mm -hmm. these things. There's this last door in this hallway that's unlabeled and none of the keys work on it. Okay, I'm going to open this door. Uh, just keep an eye out for me. Very well. I'm going to take my fine tinkering tools and I'm a tinker. Okay. Yeah, this is going to be controlled, because there's not really anybody around. All right, and I guess I will push myself for the extra die. No. What'd you get? Three, two, one. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> this is a surprisingly difficult lock. I, th I think you hear the snap of, like, the lock picture. Ding! <laughs> she, like, looks at it sad. She's like, hmm, fuck this. <laughs> Reaches into her pockets. Vial of acid. Yay, six. Six, okay. So, yeah, you, you melt through the lock, and the door opens, 
Inside is a, a fairly dark room, but there's still a faint glow coming from the vials of electroplasm and some other substances that at a glance you're not sure what they are but they're they're glowing a bit oh boy this is worth a lot of monies so electroplasm as the stuff that fuels basically everything in the empire is usually stored in very large barrels these are in little test tubes Pretty much everything in here is is kept in in small quantities. Um, any of the stuff you needed? Um, I mean, you can sell all this stuff for a lot of money, but it's not medical stuff. I am going to take one of the. Yeah, vials, I'm going to take though. a bunch. Okay. <laughs> As you're looking, you're able to like flick on the light to get a better look at everything. Mm-hmm. So there's the electroplasm that you guys recognize. Seeks, you probably can tell this just sort of because of your your work. There's vials of stuff that look similar to electroplasm, but have a brighter glow. Uh, that oh. is raw Leviathan blood. Unrefined. Ooh. Taking it. Do not drink it. I, I do not intend to drink this, Swill. I intend to sell it. No, but it, don't drink it, because then your, all your flesh gets all bubbly, and it falls off like... Why do you know that? Why do you not know that? I'm just going to pocket this. The last kind of set of vials, some of them glow. Some of them look like really deep red blood that has sort of a a bit of a glow to it. Some of it looks, at first glance, kind of like the Void Sea sort of captured in a vial. It's pitch black and has little pinpricks of light in it. There's some that look like they hold liquid smoke. It's very weird. I do not like this person. No, but the good news is we can deprive him of these things. M- Minx is going to continue <laughs> taking everything. You're able to grab a, a number of vials. I'm going to say you can get five each of the electroplasm and the leviathan blood. Nice. And then I think you can kind of grab like three of the other ones. Gotcha. I, I think Seeks is going to look for one that I can... Like, just is going to, like, peruse the shelves and pick up just one of them, the okay. perfect one, and put it in her pants. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, you guys have a whole bunch of vials of random things, some of which you know what they are, some of them you don't. And, yeah, you can head back out, close the door behind you. The lock is very obviously melted. I'm going to go ahead and throw a magpie's pin in there. Nice. So I was thinking, we could steal a couple of things, or we could steal all of the things. Indeed, I don't believe we've come prepared to steal all of the things, but... But if we steal the building, we don't have to move anything. I suppose that would be true. I don't think we have the storage space to store a building, though. I mean, the building doesn't have to move if he just signs the papers. The papers are probably in his office, I think. I'm not certain that would... That would work, Seeks. We'd, we, we'd need to take those papers away to make sure they're forged properly. Well, I mean, he could sign them and he could disappear and then nobody would have to ask him any questions about papers in offices. I mean, I suppose so. That's not... You know what? Let's find the rest of the crew, because I do like how you think about these things. But let's find the rest of the crew and then decide this. If we wish to steal a building, we will need all four of us. Okay. Thanks for listening. 
The Magpies will be back in two weeks. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at magpies underscore pod. The Magpies podcast is hosted and produced by Ree. Follow me on Twitter at Rhiannon42. Blair Colhane is played by Kim Kogut. Follow her on Twitter at Kim Deanna Jones. Minx is played by Josie. Follow her on Twitter at Dragon Girl Josie. And watch her art streams at picarto.tv slash dragongirljosie. Myra Keel is played by Minna. Follow her on Twitter at Mina Minar. And Finn Haig is played by Madge. Follow her on Twitter at Madge Quips. The opening and closing theme music is from Trio for Piano, Violin, and Viola by Kevin McLeod, and is used under a Creative Commons license. The Blades in the Dark roleplay system is the creation of John Harper and is published by Evil Hat Productions. But first I gotta ask if there's a devil, Devil's Bargain. Oh, for a gather info? I don't I don't know. Can you get a Devil's <laughs> Bargain on gather info? Because I'm willing to I take mean, it. <laughs> if if you if you Waffles want. is a good fan. Waffles <laughs> is a good fan. He knows how this works. Indeed, but we do need to initiate you to the proper terminology of what does a devil's bargain look like? Oh, okay. <laughs> what does a devil's bargain look like? <laughs> um, 